This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 4th of June. In your Squiz today, Israel's big new deal, federal dollars for Victoria, trading with the UK, and fashion trends 101. This is your Squiz today. Yesterday morning, our time, Kate, there was big news out of Israel, and that was that opponents of Benjamin Netanyahu, the current prime minister, had reached a deal which means they can form government if agreed by the parliament. What that will mean is unseating Netanyahu, who is the country's longest serving prime minister. Opposition leader Yair Lapid is the man who has managed to do it by cobbling together an unlikely coalition of parties from the left, right and centre of Israeli politics. Yeah, this one's been a long time in the making. Israel has seen four inconclusive elections in the last two years. That's been destabilising, to say the least. The last election in March was again too close to call, so current Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had to try and form a coalition government. He failed at that. So from there, the Israeli president, who's kind of like our Governor-General, just to put it simply, gave Yair Lapid a go at doing it. The deadline was yesterday, and so with some 35 minutes to spare, Simone, he pulled it off. As for the deal, to summarise, something quite complex. Basically, Lapid and his main coalition partner, Naftali Bennett, will take turns at being Prime Minister. Bennett, who leads the right-wing Yamina party, will head up the government for the first two years. Lapid, who's a centrist, will serve the final two. Yeah, and their coalition would be made up of eight small and medium parties. But Kate, it's not a done deal yet. No, it's not a done deal. A vote in Parliament has to happen. That should take place in the coming days, but some in the no reckon it could be delayed by Netanyahu's supporters, so it could take a bit longer than that. Also, as it's a coalition that involves many different parties, there's still unease about what they've signed up to. They've had to make compromises, so there's that to contend with. If it does fall apart, Simone, it could lead to yet another election. That would be election number five. Yeah, plenty still to run on this one. Of course, this is part of the world that's been hugely topical of late with the recent conflict with Gaza. Netanyahu is also facing a corruption trial. And it's also a country that has considerable diplomatic security and economic challenges. If you want to know more about it all, we have two squish shortcuts, one on Israel and Palestine and one on the recent Gaza conflict. That'll give you a bit more background to all of this. To Victoria now, and yesterday, Kate, the federal government announced they'd stump up $200 million for the development of a coronavirus quarantine hub facility. It's something the Victorian government has been asking for. And something else they've been asking for, Kate, is support for Victorians whose income is affected due to the lockdown. That's right. And yesterday, the Prime Minister announced what they're calling a new temporary COVID disaster payment for lockdowns that go longer than seven days and only for those in Commonwealth declared hotspots. As for individual eligibility, it'll be for people over 17 years old who usually work more than 20 hours a week. They'll get $500 per week or $325 if they work fewer hours than that. They also have to have less than $10,000 in liquid assets, Simone, so cash. There's still a bit to be worked through, like how the government's going to fund it, just that little issue. It's on the agenda for today's National Cabinet meeting. It is. And while we're talking about Victoria, overnight, two of the cases in the state that were considered stranger to stranger transmission have been reclassified as false positives. That's notable as this fleeting contact, as it's being described, made up part of the reason for acting Premier James Molino to extend the lockdown. 
We talked about this a week or so ago, Kate. It's a free trade deal between us and the UK, and it looks like it could be signed by mid-June. Could well be, and that's because our Prime Minister Scott Morrison will meet with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson at the G7 summit later next week. These things can drag out, Simone, but if it happens, what it would mean is that Aussie agricultural exports, including beef and cereals and UK goods like scotch whiskey and cars would have their tariffs, so the tax paid to import them slashed. What it would mean is that Australia would be on the same trade footing with the UK as the European Union. And that's the thing because it's one of the first deals the UK will do post-Brexit. It's not without its criticism though, Kate. UK farmers don't much like it. They're worried about the competition it could bring for their own products. Over to the French Open now, where overnight women's world number one, our very own Ash Barty, has had to retire from her second round match. Yeah, so sad for Ash. Not great news Mm. at all. She's had a bit of a hip injury that she says has flared up. What it means is that, as you say, world number one, Ash Barty, world number two, Naomi Osaka, and world number three, Simona Halep, are not playing in the French Open. Osaka, as we know, withdrew earlier in the week. Halep is out injured. So it's a wide open field in the women's tournament. Simone, noting Serena Williams is still there. Don't forget she's chasing that record of 24 Grand Slam titles set by Margaret Court. So it could be her time. It could be her time. Yep, she's one win off equaling that record. As for Ash Kate, she was pretty devastated saying she had her fair share of tears this week, but that everything happens for a reason. This is a quote, there will be a silver lining in this eventually. What a champ. All the talk about space lately, Kate, has been about Mars. So interesting yesterday to see that NASA is planning two new missions to Venus. Yeah, Venus is the go now. It's the planet that's closest to Earth. And last year, there was actually lots of chat about Venus when scientists detected a gas called phosphine that showed it was possible that there could be life on Venus. At the time, NASA said, and this is the quote, that it's time to prioritise Venus. So I guess that's what they're doing. It'll be the first look at the planet in more than 30 years once this mission is launched. Still a while away, Simone, sometime between 2028 and 2030. Miles was so yesterday, Kate. <laughs> it was all about fashion here this week, Kate. We wouldn't say fashion is our strong suit at the Squiz, so we went directly to Vogue to find out what the trends are. Yeah, it was fashion week and you're right, fashion isn't really our strong suit. We do okay, but we're not experts. Not too bad. They tell us that pink is back, Simone. Pants under dresses are a thing, as are headscarves. Yeah, also big bows on dresses, very 80s, and matching tops and bottoms. Apparently, if we nail those things, we're right in vogue, as they say. But don't take our word for it. Check out the Vogue article either in the Squiz Today email, or I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. Finally, before we wrap up for the week, Kate, the team over at Squiz Kids have a pretty cool special episode coming out today. Oh, they sure do, Simone. They've asked kids in Victoria to send in answers to questions to things like, what would you say to the coronavirus if you could talk to it? (laughs) And what are the silliest things your family does to pass the time in lockdown? It's so super cute, Simone. It's really, really worth a listen. It is so cute, in fact, that we're going to run a little snippet of the episode after the podcast if you want to keep listening. And for those who don't know about Squiz Kids, it's our daily news podcast for 8 to 12-year-olds. It's fun, it's safe, it's agenda-free. Thousands of kids, parents and teachers tune in each day. It's worth checking out if you have little people in your life. That's all from us this week. We'll be back on Monday. 
Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Hello, and welcome to a very special Squiz Kids Q&A, where we ask the questions and the kids of Victoria answered. I'm Amanda Bauer. Each day this week, the whole of Australia has kept a close eye on our friends in Victoria, who went into their fourth lockdown since this whole coronavirus horribleness started. And every day this week, we've heard politicians, business owners, public health experts and a whole lot of other adults giving their opinions on how this lockdown has been. But what about the kids? Where are their voices? How are they thinking and feeling about missing school again, missing sport again, missing their friends again? Well, we here at Squiz Kids wanted to find out. Here are some highlights from the five questions we asked the kids of Victoria. If you could talk to the coronavirus, what would you say? I would say, get out of the world. I want. I don't want you here. I just really want to go to my school and see my friends again. Hi, coronavirus. I don't like you. Can you get out of the world? Go to Mars because there's no one on there. Um... Yeah, I just, I'd get angry at it because I don't like her advice and it's not helping the economy or world. I'd say, go to this rocket, come to this rocket. Then I'd say, then I'd blast the rocket off to the sun and it would just explode. What's the silliest or most fun thing you and your family have done during any of your lockdowns? Stay in bed and wear our hoodies. And cuddle a lot and watch movies. The most fun thing my family does in lockdown is we make Ninja Warrior courses and we have movie night. Well, we had this hat and each week we would pick out a privilege, a chore and a favour. What advice would you give to kids who feel scared or sad about coronavirus and lockdown? It's okay to be scared and sad. Sometimes all of us feel that way. Lie down, close your eyes on the couch or your bed or your sofa or your bunk bed and then just close your eyes. Think about all the nice times, like just forget about the lockdown. What's the first thing you'll do when you get out of lockdown? Go to every single one of my friends' house and just give them a big hug. Now, if that hasn't warmed your heart enough, you can hear the rest of our special episode, My Lockdown Life, at squidskids.com.au or on the Squiz Kids podcast. And if you're in Melbourne and your primary age kids want to take part next week, we'll have another set of questions on our website on Monday and another episode on Friday. Until then, this is Amanda Bauer signing off. Now get out there or stay safely inside and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Squeeze Kids is proudly supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. 
Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.